Welcome to Girlfriends Pray Podcast. We are a prayer ministry for women, and our mission is to draw women closer to God through prayer. To learn more about Girlfriends Pray, go to our website, www.girlfriendspray.org. Follow us on social media at Girlfriends Pray and join us for prayer every Monday through Friday at 7 a.m. Eastern Standard Time. Our call-in number is 712-775-7031, access code 943334-POUND. We invite you to connect, support, or become a partner of Girlfriends Pray. Remember, 1 Thessalonians 5.17 says to pray without ceasing. God bless you. Uh, Good morning, girlfriends pray. Um, I just want to say good morning also to my sister, as they say from another mister. And I'm not just saying that because she and I are truly sisters, uh, Minister Kim Fuller. And to the rest of you, good morning. Um, My my habit this morning was that I got up, brushed my teeth like all you have already brushed your teeth, and I combed my hair and I put on a nice shirt because I thought I was going to be on Zoom. I'm so used to being on Zoom. I'm Zoomed out, but I'm so glad to know that, you know, God has technology working in all other kinds of ways, and so we're going to get some word and we're going to pray. So good morning to you once again. I'm just going to lift up a scripture that God gave me last night as I was thinking about men because if I'm understanding, my assignment is to encourage men this morning. And the scripture is found in John 1 and 1, and the scripture simply says, and I'll read 1 and 14 as well, it says, in the beginning was the Word, and the Word was with God, and the Word was God. And the Word became flesh, 14, and dwelt among us, and we beheld his glory, the glory as of the only begotten of the Father, of grace and truth, and I know I have 15 minutes, so let me get in it. May the Lord add a blessing. I know that I'm supposed to um, encourage men today, and my prayer, my hope is to encourage men today, but I first need to say... (laughs) that I love the name of your ministry, Girlfriends Pray. (laughs) And the reason why I love the name of this ministry, Girlfriends Pray, is because it's a very powerful name that suggests that you women, I mean, Jesus, you on the phone, 7 o'clock in the morning, you women have decided two things. The first thing is that you women have decided that in this world you need friends. And the second thing is that in this world, you women have decided that you need to pray. And both of those things are very important things 
if you're going to survive on this side of glory. But as I thought about it last night, it's interesting to me because a name like Boyfriends Pray would never, ever work for the brothers. All right, brothers, come on. Say amen. Because a name like Boyfriends Pray would probably bring some other things to mind. (laughs) But just because a name like Boyfriends Pray would probably not work for men does not necessarily that uh, mean that men don't need to pray and that men, here we go, don't need friends. There's an old English proverb that says a friend in need is a friend indeed. And in my life, I have been fortunate to have some good male friends. I've always been around some good male friends. And it's interesting because I grew up in a house with all women, lived on a block with all women, but God blessed me to have some good male friends. And the proverb says that a friend in need is a friend indeed. And I've been fortunate to have some good male friends who were always there for me in my greatest time of need, even when I thought that my greatest need was weed. That's right. Wake up. I said weed. And I'm sorry if that offends you. And if you never smoked weed... I can assure you that as a teen, I smoked enough weed for both me and you. Because as a teen, I had a friend who belonged to a family that was in the weed business. (laughs) But I stopped smoking weed at 17. I really did. I promise I did. I did way before I got saved. I stopped smoking weed at 17 when I went in the Army Reserves. Then I went to college. And after I graduated, I went to work. And I made some professional friends at work. And I noticed that some of these men, all they ever did was work because they defined themselves by their work. So in their minds, their greatest need was their work. Then there were my other friends uh, who thought that they were God's gift to women hung out every Thursday after work trying to pick up women. And all they ever talked about was women because in their minds their greatest need was women. (laughs) But there comes a time in life when by God's grace, excuse me, you're able to look back over your life And you see that some of the things that you thought, some of the things that you did were just not right. And you come to the understanding that your greatest need, men, was not women, work, or weed. For your greatest need is and has always been a word. See, the word has always been your greatest need because for me, the word 
precedes my need. The Bible says in the beginning was the word, and the word was with God, and the word was God. See, in the beginning, the word preceded what it was I thought I needed. And way before I even knew I needed a word, Jesus was already the word because he was the word in the beginning. The word precedes my need. But not only does the word precede my need, the word supersedes my need. It says in the beginning was the word, and the word was with God, and the word was God. See, there's nothing better than God. And there's no one greater than God. Because God is greater and superior to everyone and everything. This word supersedes means to replace. But supersede just doesn't mean to replace. It means to replace with something better. See, Jesus came to replace my need. And he replaced my need by getting in the place of my need. And when he got in the place of my need, I found out that he superseded everything that I thought I needed because he supersedes my need. He precedes my need. He supersedes my need, but he also intercedes for my need. It says in the beginning was the word, and the word was with God. And the word was God. This word with God or with God, let me just say with God, with God. In other words, the word was with God. In other words, the word was with God. The Son of God was with the Father God in the beginning. But not only was the word with God in the beginning, but the word is with God right now. Because the Bible says that Jesus is seated at the right hand of the Father. And what is Jesus doing right now seated at the right hand of the Father? Well, the Bible says that he's in a seating on your behalf. <laughs> because the word intercedes for your need. The word precedes your need. The word supersedes your need. And the word intercedes for your need. But most importantly today, and if you don't get anything else today, the word bleeds for your need. And the word became flesh and dwelt among us and we beheld his glory, the glory of the only begotten of the Father, full of grace and truth. John one fourteen is my last point. The word became, which means that Jesus came to be. And what he came to be was exactly what I needed him to be. And what I needed him to be was the word. Come on. I said on my wife's prayer line the other day, that sin started out in the garden as an epidemic, but when Adam and Eve left the garden and went out into the world, sin became a pandemic, just like the coronavirus, come on, started out in China as an epidemic, 
but when it went out into the world, it became a pandemic. But it's interesting to me that the world is looking for a remedy to the coronavirus in the same place that God said the remedy was for sin, and that is in the blood. But while the world is looking for a solution through an antibody, God said the solution for sin would come through a body. And the Bible says that the word became flesh and dwelt among us, and we beheld his glory. And he just wasn't a word. He came to be a word. And so far, Jesus is the best word I ever heard. And I know you on mute, but you better be saying amen, because Jesus is the greatest word that you ever heard. Friend in need is a friend indeed. But the greatest friend you will ever have is a friend that is willing to bleed for your need. Father, in the name of Jesus, uh, Scripture says that you are the Lord is our light and our salvation. Whom shall we fear? The Lord is the strength of our life. Whom shall we be afraid? Father, we come to you today in the name of Jesus, giving you glory, honor, and praise. For you are so worthy of our praise. Father, we love and we bless you the best we can. We believe you, we confess you, for you are God, and there's no God but you. We lift you up this morning, God, and we give you praise. You are the God that is with us, but you're also the God that is in us. And for that, God, we say thank you, and we give you praise. For you are Lord of lords and king of kings. There's none like you. You are the creator. You are the author and finisher of our faith. You know the beginning from the end. And because you love us, we trust you, and we will trust you until the end. So we lift you up once again, God, and we give you praise. We want to thank you, God, for the opportunity and the time you have given us this morning on this line, this prayer line this morning, God to lift you up and give you praise. And we come this morning, God, and we would be remiss if we didn't confess sin. So, God, this morning we confess that we are sinful creatures, that we sin against you and only you. So it's in the name of Jesus, God, that we come today pleading the blood of Jesus and asking you to forgive us of our sins, sins that we have committed in thought, word, and deed. Please forgive us, God, for being unforgiven, for the times when we have been bitter, stubborn, and hateful, God. Even right now, God, there's somebody on this line, some woman on this line, some man on this line who refuses to forgive. And our very salvation hinges on the fact that you forgave us, but yet, God, we refuse to forgive, so forgive God, for refusing to forgive. We repent now, God, and plead the blood of Jesus and promise that just as you have forgiven us, we will forgive those who have wronged us. We promise not to repay evil for evil, 
and try to live peaceable with all men. We thank you, God, for this gift that you have given us, this thing called faith, where you have said that without faith it's impossible to please you. And those that come to you have first got to believe that you are and that you are a rewarder of those that diligently seek you, God. So we come today diligently seeking you today, seeking your face, God, and not your hand, believing that you are who you said that you are and that you can do all the things that you said that you could do for you so loved us, God, that you gave us your one and only son. And he came and he shed his blood. And you said that without the blood, there's no remission of sins. And you said by his stripes, we are healed. We thank you, God, that there's a healing, even though it does not seem like it. But you said, let God be made true and every man a liar. But there is a healing taking place in the world. And we have to see things different than the world, God. So we know that you are at work right now in the world, God, and for that we give you praise. We understand that every day is a new day, and with every day we get new mercies. In fact, we declare that today, God, you are God, not our situations, not coronavirus, not riots, not protests, but you are God. And we have come, God, today pleading the blood of Jesus. We plead the blood of Jesus over our relationships, our friendships, our husbands and wives, mothers and fathers, sons and daughters, grandpas, grandmas, uncles, our bosses, and our coworkers, God. We plead the blood over every situation, God, even right now. And I always say this, that there's somebody, God, that as I pray, I know that's not speaking to somebody related to them, God. So this morning, God, we just plead the blood of Jesus over the relationships. We plead blood on our stubbornness, our pettiness, and we plead the blood over giving you anything less than our best. Come on now. Rejoice always, your word says, and it also says, without ceasing in everything, give thanks. And we thank you, God, that you said that if we commit our ways to you and trust you, we'll bring our situations to pass. So we just want to plead the blood, God, as uh, you know what time it is. And these sisters on this line have things to do. But we do need to plead the blood of our finances because you said that you would meet our needs according to glorious riches in Jesus Christ. And you promised, God, that we would be blessed when we come in and blessed when we go out, God. So as we go out, God, to make money and as we come in bringing in money, God, we ask that we be blessed. We plead the blood of Jesus over our jobs. He said, if we don't work, we don't eat. But you also said that whatever we do, work at it with all our hearts as working unto the Lord. And we want to plead the blood of our bodies, our temples, God. These are your temple, the temple of the Holy Spirit. And once again, you said, by your stripes we are healed. So if there's anybody on this line suffering with corona, COVID-19, or whatever they want to call it, God, 
You call it sin. You call it disease. We ask God that you would pour the blood over their situation. But then lastly, God, we want to pour the blood of Jesus over the world. For you said that in this world we would have tribulation, but be of good cheer because you have overcome the world. So we just plead the blood, God, over every situation that has been identified. And we ask, God, that you would be made king and Lord in everybody's eyes. It's already in our eyes, God, but make yourself be known to the world. This is our praise, and this is our prayer today in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. 